Welcome to Electric City Collective Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Hey friends, your hosts today are Grace and Leah. Welcome to episode six, Collective Talents. Hey guys, welcome back. I have Leah with me here today. We know each other from Anderson, Anderson BCM, and also being on ECC together. My name is Leah. I am from Anderson, South Carolina. I'm on the worship team here at ECC. I'm a sophomore at Anderson University. I'm studying communications, specifically public relations, and I'm also in Christian studies, so I'm a double major. The church I go to is New Spring Church, and I got on this team through Matthew McCall, who's kind of like the head leader for this thing, and I met him through different friendships throughout my freshman year and just different like BCM, different ministries like that through church. So yeah, and then through that, I got to meet other people on the team and then become a part of this team. So it was really cool to see how all of that tied together. But yeah, that's me. I decided to join ECC because it's a really cool ministry and it's a really cool outreach. I love traveling. I love to experience. I love to do things with other people. I love to do ministry with other people in different ways, not just in my city and where I'm at. So ECC is a good place where I get to travel with different people and meet different people and just share the gospel and and worship lead and, and teach different people about Jesus. And it's like you get a cool perspective when you're around different people. So when Matthew called me up and was like, hey, would you like to be a part of this? i prayed about it and I said Lord is this something that you want me to do and when I felt like it was a clear yes from the Lord then I said yes and I just kept my hands open and he just let me do be a part of this he let me be a part of it so yeah it was honestly just obedience to the Lord and asking him if he wanted me to do it and I did it so collective talents is one of our core values here it is actually our fourth core value Our collective talent core value is that we believe in the use of creative methods to combine our talents to advance the kingdom. With that in mind, what does this value mean to you and why do you think it's important to ECC? One big thing that I've noticed with ECC is a lot of the leadership, we all have different talents. We don't just specify in one thing. Yes, like we lead mostly in that area so we can give 100%, but we're also gifted in a lot of different areas. And it's cool to see how we all can combine that to glorify the kingdom and advance his kingdom as best as we can. For me, when I read that and I hear like to advance his kingdom, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm talent, if I'm gifted in in this and if I'm gifted in that, like let's say teaching and worship leading, how do I not narrow my mind to one of them, but how do I allow the Lord to use both of them to grow the kingdom and to fully display the gospel of Christ? And so one thing that the Lord has been teaching me and has shown me through having different talents and different giftings is simply allowing your ministry to just be a yes. So viewing your ministry as not just, oh, well, I'm called into worship leading, so that's the only place I can go. Instead, taking that pressure off of yourself and saying, okay, well, I also feel called into teaching, or I also feel like my strength is here, but also my weakness is here, so Lord, I'm just going to open my hands and say yes. And through that, it takes the pressure off and it takes all this stuff off to where it's like, okay, I can also do social media if I need to, or like God can teach you something different. And I think a prime example of not just following your strengths and your giftings, but also following your weaknesses and allowing God to use those as well is Moses. I mean, he had a stutter. He was terrible at speaking, but God said, hey, I want you to to speak to Moses. I want you to lead the Israelites. That means talking. 
out loud in front of millions of people. And so God can use your weaknesses as well. And so I think when it comes to having multiple talents or multiple giftings and how to combine them to advance the kingdom, all you do is say yes and not be so narrow-minded to like, yes, I have these strengths, but I also have these weaknesses that God can use. And so just saying yes, that's ministry is just opening your hands and saying yes. Now that we have three teams of like media team, teaching team, and also having worship team, how do you utilize your biblical teaching and God-centered worship when you're speaking on behalf of ECC when you preach or speaking to kids in small groups or when you're, versus when you're worshiping the Lord through like songs and praise and worship leading and things? So like what are the kind of like differences between like how you use your talents in this area and then how you use your talents in this area and this area? Yeah, I, it's different to me. So like worship leading, it's easy to be like a good singer, but I feel like there's a gifting to being a worship leader. There are moments where you're going to have to really align with the Holy Spirit in worship leading and you're going to have to be in tune to what he says and how he wants the moment or the, the time that you have to worship lead to go and the direction that it goes in. Obviously, scripture is the foundation to both. So allowing that to be the thing that, that you pull from, allowing that to be the foundation of how you lead, but also how you teach, is cool to see like, okay, worship leading is leading moments and teaching is also leading moments just in a different way. And so knowing scripture will help you in both and knowing the Holy Spirit's or like the Lord's voice will help you in both. The way I approach the different, the two of them is, for teaching, I sit on it for a long time. So whenever I'm given something to teach, I sit and I, for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, okay, Lord, what do you want me to say here? And then for worship leading, yes, you know the songs, especially if they're being sung all the time. You know the songs, but it's also sitting there and being like, but Lord, what do, what do you want this space to look like? So I guess like worship leading is more of like, Holy Spirit, I'm a vessel. Teaching is like this too, but Worship is like, okay, Lord, I'm a vessel, and I want you to use me in a way that you can speak to others directly. It's more of like an outpour. And teaching is more of like, a, okay, Lord, through my mouth, you're about to, to teach someone directly. Both founded on scripture, both founded on aligning yourself with the Holy Spirit. You can combine both. I've seen that in my life. Like, honestly, if I didn't know how to articulate the gospel, there are times in worship leading where I don't think I could lead it well if I didn't know the gospel because sometimes you'll have to stop a song and be like all right someone in here just needs to know the Lord or someone in here needs a moment where they can just spend time with the Lord so it's just aligning yourself with the Holy Spirit so I know from experience or like talking to some of my friends who are also worship leaders and teachers how burnout can be like a big thing especially when they do more than one and I know that like even with worshiping leading people is hard leading yeah. people gets tiring leading people isn't always easy so like how do you kind of deal with that or do you deal with that at all yeah I believe burnout is real it's easy because like worship leading it's easy to get overexcited because you get to sing or you get to play an instrument and stuff and that's something that you love to do so you don't want to miss out on that opportunity and so it's like I'm gonna say yes to every PCO requests or everything that I'm asked to do every worship night, even just a small like 
oh, let's write a song. Like, I'm going to be there because I don't want to miss out. It also can become a prideful thing where it's like, I don't want people to miss out on what I have to offer as well. You know, like, oh, like, I can sing a song. I want people to know that. When you walk in with that mentality of, like, I don't want to miss out, that's not a bad thing, but it can be if it, if it affects your rest and, like, your intimate time with the Holy Spirit. Finding that balance of, okay, why am I worshiping? Why am I showing up? Is it because I don't want to miss out, or is it because I feel like the Lord wants me to be here because He wants to use me? That's one thing I've noticed with worship leading. Like, you can get burned down, especially I play keys for my church. It's easy to not want to miss what's going on. And so I say yes to everything, but the mess is with my rest. And it also messes with the way I play my instrument because sometimes I want to play keys for fun instead of just playing it to learn the music. So just finding that balance of like rest and actually feeling like the Lord is pulling you to be in that place at that time. With teaching, for me, I don't teach more than like once every two weeks or something, like if I can. Because I I also believe that there's something about outreaching and something about going out into the community so the people know who's the one teaching the the stuff. They know the character of who's teaching it. Like you saw that with the disciples when, when Jesus would teach. They knew who Jesus was and they knew like his character and so they believed him. They actually like they understood what he was saying more. Burnout with teaching, and that can happen too because it's also easy to compare yourself I think in both areas, it's easy to compare yourself, but with teaching, I'd say the more teaching you do, the less time you have to really focus on that one message. So if you try to teach everywhere, you try to like be the person on the stage or be the person in the pulpit or whatever, you will miss out on the beauty of that one message. But that's also the way I think. So people are different. So for me, I have to really think about a message for a couple weeks And just pray like, Lord, what do you want me to say in this message? How do you want to use me in this? How can I like glorify you in everything that I do? So yeah, so burnout's real. A lot of people are like, ah, you don't really get burned out. You can, if you walk in with the wrong mindset, don't overcommit to something when you know like, sometimes you just need to rest and just be with the Lord. Especially if you know that your heart, I guess search your heart and be like, all right, Lord, this is something that's keeping me from you and doing what I love to do with you, like just you. So like worship especially, like I I love to worship the Lord on my own. How is always overcommitting, how is that keeping me from that space? To be like knowing that you have like the ability to do all three teams, like somewhere in there you have like kind of outlets and all. Obviously you have strength and weaknesses in all the teams, but like Definitely, like, you have a way of serving each team, and that's, like, something cool that not everyone on the team gets to do. So what is that, like, being on the stage and being on the stage of, like, teaching or being the center, kind of, like, being the celebrity or being known or being, like, people coming up to you on stage and being, like, oh, my gosh, like, you sang so good or that was such a great word that you brought. And then how is that different from if you were to flip that and then go on, like, the media side or behind the booth and be in the dark? What is that kind of like being on both ends of those? One thing for me is noticing that even though you're capable of doing something doesn't mean that you should be the one doing it. It's easy to be like, oh, well, I can do that. I can worship leader. I could teach that message or maybe I could run sound. I can't. But like maybe one day like I'd be like, oh, I can run sound. It doesn't mean that I'm the one that the Lord wants to do it. I've really had to step back and be like, well, Lord, why do I do ECC? Why do I do ministry? Or he's taught me because it's about me and that's not about you and so it's easy to get caught up in the celebrity mentality of like I want to be the face of this or like I want to be 
the one that's on stage or or even when we go on retreats like I want to be requested you know and I want to be a part of that but at the same time it's like other people are capable other people are gifted and so it's just learning how to celebrate each other in those giftings even if you have the same giftings in first corinthians 12 it talks about the spiritual gifts and also like the body and ecc represents this beautifully because i feel like as i said earlier we all have different talents and we all combine them and it becomes a beautiful thing because we're glorifying god solely through this ministry and it's beautiful but it says if all were a single member where would the body be you know and it's like if i was the only one doing something then where would the the beauty of like the leg be or the the eyes or the hands you know so it's like i i bring something to the table in different ways but there's something else when you look at like a pair of eyes they look the same but your right eye helps you see to the right your left eye helps you see to the left and so when you allow, even though your giftings might look the same, when you allow other people to also do it and know that you shouldn't be the, the only person doing it, it helps you see the beauty of the body. It's easy to get into that mentality of like, oh, well, I'm the only one capable or I can do it the best. But in reality, even if you can do it the best, doesn't mean you should be the one doing it. And that's also just discipleship. You know, like you want to raise up people who also can do it because you won't show up every time. You know, like you can't be there every time. So raising up someone else who can also be there is is awesome. How do you feel that these teams are moving forward, like the three teams working together? How do you feel like they're moving forward considering like ECC is pretty new? Our first event was in March. Going forward now, doing more events and being more active. Yeah, I think the teams are doing a really good job because I feel like all of us know each other and we know our hearts. And we went on this like retreat in May and it was a couple of us. And we just, for three days, like literally an entire day, like an entire Saturday, we sat down and we just shared testimonies for like the whole day. And it was beautiful. And there were only like six of us. So we shared our testimonies for like three hours. It was a lot, but it was so cool. Cause it's like, you got to see the heart behind the people you're leading with. And that was so cool. And so moving forward, this team, I think we all know, we all have the same goal. We all have been developed and matured in different ways, but also it brought us all together to advance his kingdom and to glorify God. And I think right now we're all just learning how to bring our different styles of things together. And I, especially for worship, that's the team that I'm mostly involved in. Seeing each other, like when we write songs and stuff, seeing the different styles that are played into it, it's really cool. It's hard sometimes because it's like learning how to combine the two or even just like writing different things. But And like teaching styles are different, discipleship ways are different. And so it's a lot of different opinions being brought in, but it's cool to see how we can learn how to like cultivate something and create something with those different opinions and with those different things so it's really cool to see like all of the the uniqueness of everybody on the team being brought together and it's like it just shows the body as I was saying earlier like as first Corinthians says just the the beauty of like the body I think everyone here also doesn't make it about themselves we make it about that goal to glorify God so when it comes to different retreats and stuff we celebrate each other when we're asked to go or like we celebrate each other when someone like one week person gave their testimony during the middle of a song and we just stopped and we just celebrated them afterwards because it's like that's what it's about because that testimony reached a lot of people so it's going in with the mindset of the same goal and I think we all do a great job with keeping like communication wise keeping that up and 
just learning how to celebrate each other in uniqueness, but also when we have the same gifts. How have these teams affected your walk with the Lord personally? I have been, through ECC, have been blessed to be around people who genuinely want to pursue the Lord with everything that they have. That's just encouraged me and just inspired me to keep going. There's a lot of times where I just want to give up and just be like, honestly, like, this is hard. I just don't want to do it anymore. But then I think about these people and I think about the different people on leadership and I'm like, but they're giving their all to Christ. And that's something I want to do. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 31 says, and everything that you do, glorify God. And I see that in each and every one of these people on leadership. And that inspires me every day to keep going because they're doing it with a genuine heart for the Lord. And that's something that like, it's, it's not common. How do you like feel or discern your call of the use of your talents for others about the gospel? Maybe not just ECC, but like in general, considering your CCS, you do stuff at church. Like, how do you use your talents? Like, how did you discern that like Jesus called you to do that? Yeah. When it comes to like worship, I've always loved singing. When it comes like worship leading, I was really blessed because in high school, somebody, I led a club called YCI, and somebody dropped out of the worship team who was like the leader. They thought of me. I didn't go to anybody else. They just thought of me, and the Lord put me on their heart. And so when they asked me to to worship lead, I was like, absolutely. And from there on, God has taught me how to be a worship leader, but also how to disciple people through worship. So we started these worship nights, and not in like a bragging way, but I was the person that like, would put the teams together and find people. And it was hard because it was like, I wanted to be the person on the stage every time, but God brought me back to the, just because you're capable doesn't mean that you should be the person on the stage and the person leading in every single situation. So he's really shown me, I don't have to go out of my way. When it comes to what he has for me, he will bring it. I just have to sit there and just be willing to say yes. And that's the same thing with teaching. I teach for middle school Fuse, which is like our youth program, separated high school and middle school. And so I got the opportunity to be on the teaching team for that. And that was really cool because I never, I was not praying for that. I never thought that I was capable of articulating in a way that people were like, oh, she should teach. She should preach. I was just living life and I was spending time with him alone. And that was like my source of being poured into is by myself with him and wise counsel. And Whenever they asked me to do that, I was like, no way. And then I got to AU, and ECC was starting, and Matthew McCall was like, hey, we think you would be amazing on this. And that was something that was like, I I wasn't asking to be on this team. I wasn't going out of my way, but the Lord brought me here. And so I think a lot of times when we believe that we are, like, gifted in something, because we're gifted at it, because we believe that the Lord's calling us into that, that we need to go out of our way to get the opportunities to get people to see us and people to know us. And in reality, like, as long as God sees you, he'll put you exactly where he wants you to be. And so when it comes to that, I've just followed him in my ministry. Yes, I feel called in different ways with different things. And yes, I believe the Lord's given me different giftings. But throughout already kind of doing ministry in high school and also in college, My ministry is simply just saying yes, and that's what I believe all ministry is. And so it helps me to open my eyes. I think I said this earlier, but it helps me to open my eyes and not keep me so narrow-minded to what he has for me because I'm just simply opening my hands and I'm saying, Lord, 
whatever you have for me, yes. If it looks differently, it looks differently in many different ways. So what do you think kind of equipped you to lead worship and to teach initially? Any background from home or like things like things that just Lord placed on your life like before college or something like that? Yeah. When 2020 hit and COVID happened, I was leading worship and teaching and stuff for high school for that club YCI I was talking about earlier. And it was so cool and it was like an amazing opportunity. Then God stripped it away through COVID. And he took me away from everything that was like, Everyone saw me, if that makes sense. And so he really taught me the beauty of a friendship with him in the unseen. And so for a year, I just, I would stay up for like six hours some nights and just study scripture. Just, I learned how to play piano during that time and learned how to play keys. And God really opened up that door. I broke my arm so I couldn't play acoustic guitar anymore because I couldn't turn my arm to do the chords. And so I was like, I need to learn how to play something. And so we had a keyboard. So I went down into our garage and just started playing that. And through that, my friend who was on the worship team for our youth group in our church, she told one of the youth pastors that, or one of the worship leaders that I play keys now. And so God let me play keys for my church. And that's been one of my biggest places that I've done ministry is through that worship team and so it's cool to see how like I wasn't searching for anything but God brought it back like what I was saying earlier and so honestly that time of that unseen season was where God equipped me to teach and where he equipped me to be a worship leader that is solely on stage or solely doing it for his glory and because I just want to worship him and lead others in that time and teach others about who he is and so that's been my biggest lesson is like he's taught me what a friendship looks like with him in that time and so I think that's what equips me is just valuing that unseen season more than anything else and he equips me as much as I need to to teach a message or to worship lead in the space and so before I even preach to my youth group or or worship lead at a retreat I spend time with him alone because I know that's where I'll get the the fulfillment I need to to actually do it and I just have a supportive family I think that's a big thing too is I have a family that very blessed with this, but they, they support me and they encourage me and they, they challenge me. They love the Lord and so they push me to love the Lord as well. So as female CCS major, being on the teaching team and like kind of leading worship, how does that make you feel when you're in front of a group of students who like don't understand that or might be struggling with that too? And like why do you believe that women in the church is important in that in those areas? Women bring a lot to the table. As a woman who is Christian studies major, I've seen a lot of hurt in a lot of women that I've walked beside, especially women who are concentrating and like preaching and teaching. They've been hurt by a lot of like the church and a lot of honestly men and some other women. And it's it's a real thing. It's a real struggle that we go through. But I sometimes I don't let that determine how I preach. I don't let that overcome me. I know that the Lord wants me to teach about who he is. Therefore, I'm going to do it. And I'm not saying I'm going to be a pastor. I'm not going to get into that. But I'm not saying I'm going to do that. But I'm saying if God tells me to teach, I'm going to go up there and teach. And so, I mean, it's hard being a woman and wanting to do a lot of stuff like worship leading and stuff and being looked down upon sometimes. But also because of age as well. But that wasn't part of the question. But it's a real thing. But it's also something that as women, we shouldn't let determine what we do. If we feel like the Lord, if it's biblical, first of all, and we feel like the Lord is like, I want you to do this, 
then we all we do is say yes. And I mean, following Jesus is not supposed to be easy and we should be persecuted for following him. Honestly, you can cut this out if this is wrong, but that means we're doing it right if we're offending people. But yeah, I don't think that we we should let that determine our steps because if we're walking with Jesus, he'll value us no matter what we look like, no matter who we are. He'll value our time with him and he pursues us just as much as we pursue him and he pursues us more. So as a woman, a woman to woman, keep it up. If you feel like the Lord's telling you to go, go. If you feel like he's telling you to teach, teach. You're capable of doing it. Why do you serve? Why do you put your yes on the table? Why do you say yes and like do the things that matter or you feel called to do? I say yes and I choose Jesus because I don't want to miss the beauty of a friendship with him if I don't say yes because I've missed it before and I've seen life without Jesus and it's not worth it. It's not a life I want to live. So when I see people that are on fire for him, when I see people that are also pursuing him and just like giving it all to him, I want to be a part of that and I want to help out in any way that I can and I want to also follow him and be on ministry teams or just like go out into the the world and just tell them about who Jesus is because he's a friend and he honestly he's he deserves that he deserves that yes I just don't want to miss it thank you for being part of the podcast yeah thank you thank you thank you so much for listening to the ECC podcast we hope you were encouraged to know that Jesus is your friend feel free to check out our Instagram at ecc.ministry and our Facebook page at Electric City Collective for more information or to contact us about scheduling your event.